The Trench Run Report proudly presents Mando Meetings with your hosts, Aaron Russo and Justin Boots Gray. This is the way. All right, welcome to the Trench Run Report. We are doing a special segment that we like to call Mando Meetings. Uh, I'm your host, Justin Gray, and here with me is... Aaron Russo, as usual. And Sean McKinley. All righty, so uh, we did it. We watched the final episode of The Mandalorian, and boy, uh, there's a lot more to talk about right now. Um, over, overall, like, I did not expect it to go the way that it did. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> so, mm, so it picks off, uh, right where, uh, we left off last week where, uh, um, actually it didn't, it didn't pick up where it was last week because they were on that, uh, forest, uh. Uh, planet, and then all of a sudden we're uh, in space. Uh, we're shaking, uh, shaking yeah. down. Uh, it's not explained how they found the scientist. How they found Pershing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really matter, but we just kind of go right into the action. It's cool to see a shuttle again. Mm-hmm. The um, lambda. That was the most. Shutter, that was the most shuttle. Uh, pretty nimble. Yeah. yeah, that was the most nimble <laughs> I've ever seen a lambda shuttle. That would be just like, so that it could get away. Like if it's carrying VFTs, it needs to be able to get away quick. It could probably lose the engines and shields. But like every time we've ever seen the Lambda shuttle in previously, it was always very like yeah. just slow approaching. Like a limo. Like a I, I take it it's like it's like the presidential motorcade where it normally it's just cruising along like an SUV, but you know that thing is like a tank. <laughs> you know, that's how I picture those things. Mm-hmm. So somehow we somehow we, they tracked down the scientist to I guess find out where Gideon is. Well, they already so that's the thing I was a little bit confused about because I mean, they already knew where Gideon was. They had his coordinates already. Because mm-hmm. they found found out what ship he was on, and then the next time we see them, they're chasing down the shuttle. But they didn't need to chase the shuttle to find Moff Gideon. No, I think they needed it the shuttle oh, to uh, to like try to sneak into the to ship. get in, like mm-hmm. they're gonna try to block their way in. Otherwise, yeah. they would have gotten blown out of the way. Right, that's what it was. So they just they just shoehorned that plot. plot they were probably in. like tracking the ship. Like the big ship, and like waiting for a shuttle or something like that. Like they might have been like, let's watch it and see for a shuttle to come out. Um, yeah, and we'll, and or hijack the shuttle. Somebody else who's headed that direction yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. probably like scoping it out, kind of right where It was definitely cool to see that. That that was a. I, I love the the imagery of the slave one and the lambda shuttle on the screen. It's all very, very original trilogy, very mm-hmm. essentially Star Wars for sure. So, plus, I liked how uh, the uh, Slave One actually shot the uh, shuttle with an ion shot, mm-hmm. which was really, really cool. Yeah, that was very cool. <laughs> Boba Fett piloting Slave One, and just the way mm-hmm. he just does it with such like a kind of like of a cool arrogance. Like he's just never, he's always completely in control. Like I got this. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, um, very well done. But yeah, and I love that shot of like the lambda after it's disabled and the slave one just comes fills the view screen entirely, you know. It's, it's almost like, like he's made to be a criminal over uh, criminal underworld leader. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
but I, I really I really like the that little scene once they got boarded. I thought was really well done. Yeah, the flush out caribou a little bit. Yeah, the guy replied that he saw Alderaan get blown up, but he somehow got off the Death Star before that. Uh, got that got blown up, which I thought Vader was the only one who got made it off, but I guess not. Well, I mean, I guess I mean it's conceivable right, that people would be stationed on the Death Star, and I guess the removed aren't immediate. Like maybe the Alderaan got blown up, and then not like maybe some time passed before uh, the whole rest of the episode four takes place you know like i don't know how long they're on the death star how long it's like it's i think it's a day or whatever right yeah it's implied that is. it's all the same day because yeah. mm-hmm. like alderaan blows up right before luke and han and yeah obi-wan get to the death star so he must have he must have been like <laughs> maybe on his like, way out yeah like in the side fighter and saw it happen yeah. yeah anyway yeah it's taunting her it's really i mean he knows who she was apparently you know he'll be able to recognize her as either alderaanian or personally who she was because he was taunting her well he says right. something about he's is i guess the teardrop tattoo that she yeah has, mm-hmm. is that like a an a, a signifier that you're an alderanian I, I guess so i mean i always thought it was kind of cool to have like the uh rebel uh symbol tattoo right. but i didn't know that there was a meaning behind that. it she has a mm-hmm. tattoo on her eye or near yeah it's like a yeah. rebel insignia oh. right on her eye and he says you know i saw that i see your tattoo or whatever oh. So but either way, I think it was just cool. Just like that's the second time that they've they really are like setting her up to be yeah. like, you know, like she's her inner her interactions with the Imperials versus the New Republic. Right. Like mm-hmm. is kind of because like I think her character mm-hmm. was initially in, in when, when we meet her in season one, she's like, I'm done. I'm done with the New Republic. I'm done with the. I'm not gonna. I'm not fueled by you know revenge on the empire anymore. I'm just like here, like drinking soup in a bowl. You're like I don't really care. And then now she's getting more and more sucked back into like her revenge impulse, probably, and her desire to come join a cause, which is all really good. Like that's good. That's good stuff. I mean, I think she's she's teed up for the Rangers of the New Republic show. I think she's the lead for that. Is my speculation at this point be interesting mm-hmm. uh, that shows about her and maybe uh Fennec maybe not I guess not anymore but um I think for sure and Bill Barter's character and coming and go and these other the other pilot the other I forgot his name the one who shows up at the end of um that one that one episode the Asian oh, guy yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yep could be in it yeah um but I, I also I think one thing that really struck me about that scene though too was like Firstly, I mean, it was it was really very vicious. Like, mm-hmm. first the Imperial guy like just blows blows up his buddy as soon as he's not showing loyalty, mm-hmm. and then she just like point blank shoots him in the face, yeah. just like and blows off part of the ear of the guy. Did you see that? Yeah, you know, like part of his ear is like singed. Really? Yeah, the scientist. And then we don't see him again in the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like who is like what did they do with him? Is he, I don't know. Is he just hanging out in the, in the... Is he in, in the, the show, show the whole time? <laughs> yeah, he was cuffed. He was cuffed, and then he gave the um, group details yeah. later on. I mean, it makes sense that he's it. not like. But he didn't leave the shuttle, and he wasn't on the on the cruiser at all. Right. He strikes me as like a Galen Erso type. Like he's just a yeah. scientist who got like conscripted for this, and he's mm-hmm. like a who's just. Well, he's. I think he's a little bit more like. I think he's a little bit more um, compromised than I think Galen Erso was literally like forced. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think they've got like something on the mind. 
I think he's just like, well, you know, like I'm, I'm a cloner and this is a really cool cloning project, yeah. but it just happens to be for mm -hmm. the empire or whatever. Or maybe they're not telling him exactly what they're doing. Okay. Same rationale that leads, you know, smart people to go work for social media companies. <laughs> then they'll make a documentary about him. Yeah, they'll like evilly uh, spy on us. Yeah, so I guess he serves his purpose in helping them with the schematics or whatever. Right, so he's... Stuff is, and then he's just gone. He's clearly like... Point. He's clearly like a, a character who's not... He's not particularly loyal to anyone. Yeah. Except, like his scientific, you know, curiosity and ambitions, or his desire to continue to be a, in, involved in cloning experiments, and he's probably just like a, like a mad scientist, and they kind of go, yeah, clone, let's clone some more. But I thought that that whole that was a good like. There's a good they did a good job of like using those scenes to like create some character background and some character building and mm -hmm. um, and. Um, Pershing helping them, I think, was interesting. I, I think, I mean, assuming that, well, we haven't talked about it, but like assuming that Mandalorian, the show, The Mandalorian, and this storyline of Din Djarin's continues, like I feel like that cloning scientist still has a role to play in that in some kind of way. Mm -hmm. um, because we still aren't really informed about exactly what Moff Gideon was doing yeah. and what he, you know, and what. I think if that's the plot point, they're going to. If that's the plot thread they're going to chase down in the future in some show, then that person guy is going to have to play a role in that somehow. Mm -hmm. Because we know Gideon was like, I already got what I want. You know, like if you don't want the lightsaber or the dark saber, uh, uh, then you can take the kid because I already have what I need from them. So, mm -hmm. like, and so that kind of blows all the theories about like, oh, he wants to like infuse himself with, like make himself more sensitive, or like Gideon has some personal thing against the kid. It's just he literally is just like trying to get material or blood or whatever to some end either like a snoke or an emperor resurrection thing who knows but uh, yeah that's a, a plot thread that i don't know if they will or need to pursue i mean that's the only lingering thing at this point mm -hmm. in the show is like what was the bigger picture what was the bigger uh macguffin <laughs> that gideon was after you know so they uh they make their plan and they execute their plan pretty well. Like those, the ladies work their way to the bridge systematically. And you were like, Aaron, like it was too easy. <laughs> like you're just mowing through everyone I mean, it's all just, the way to the bridge. It's, it's to the point where it's to the. That's my probably that's my slightly absurd. My biggest gripe with the entire season would be that. I mean, they literally. It's it's. I mean, like, yeah, okay, like, in a, in, a sh in a lot of shows and TV, like, you, you you know, the bad guys have to miss because you can't kill the good guys all the yeah. time, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's not, which is totally unrealistic, right? Like, people get mowed down all the time in war and in these battles. But, like, they have, like, at least as far as I'm concerned, I, I haven't heard any, I don't, I don't, I, in all the YouTube stuff I watch or podcasts I listen to, I haven't heard anybody say anything about it. But to me, it's a distraction. It's like, it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's just, it's, it's absolutely... Like it's like, and this episode even even I'm, I'm not saying that I didn't like it. Like I loved how it looked when they were mowing everybody down, <laughs> mm -hmm. but it was so choreographed and so like you know it was just like I mean they just kill like, everyone in their path before they ever get shot. Like even in Rebels, I noticed they would like get pinned down for plot reasons. Like it's like oh we need this like this sub characters to be delayed for a little bit, so they're gonna get pinned down by the fire and like oh we can't move, we need reinforcements so that you can have your other characters maneuver 
and like move, you know, like they would strategically mm -hmm. use as right as a writing device, like pin getting pinned down or like getting more or less resistance from the stormtroopers. We still aren't hitting them; they're just hitting like their cover or just they're not right. Moved, they're shooting them into a corner. Yeah. So like mm -hmm. that. I mean, that's one step more. One step less lazy than what we. This is just. I mean, but this episode, this was literally like, like battle droid, like era. They um, they just. This is like the fourth or fifth time yeah. this season where the characters just literally don't take cover, <laughs> and then even when like I mean, and then like the every stormtrooper or imperial misses them or never even gets off a shot. Yeah, gets killed on the first shot, <laughs> and like. Just get they get mowed down left and right, and yeah. it's just like after a while, then it just becomes like okay, well, this is just like kind of. I think the one that bugged me the most was last episode when Cara Dune gets in the tank thing, and she just all she does is push the two heads a little bit forward on the dashboard, right. and they're like suddenly knocked out. And they're like yeah. in a helmet like that. I don't right. know. Or sometimes they'll bash them together. Right. Nothing else happens. They're just bonking their helmets a little bit. It reminds and me they're like knocked out cold. I'm it reminds like, me of um, what's his name in Rebels. Oh, Zeb would do that all the time. Uh -huh. like, mm -hmm. oh, what does yeah. he call him? Bucketheads or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like just the <laughs> stormtroopers are only as deadly as the plot requires. Mm -hmm. thing. The trope. I don't know if like do you think it's tongue in cheek? Like, do you think that they're like they're like very self aware of that as the producers that like that, you know, that's what like, I we're wondered. dialing this up to eleven of like the stormtroopers are cannon fodder. Like, like we just need them to be somewhat in the way, but not in any way a threat. It's just action. They're just set pieces to get worn away. I mean, that's clearly <laughs> the case. I they're, mean, they're mm -hmm. the barrels in a video game that you shoot and they blow up. Yeah, are, that's cool. Are they are they doing that on? <laughs> if they're, I mean, they're obviously they're doing it on purpose. But are they doing it on purpose? Like, is it supposed to be a joke at all, or yeah. is it just? Oh, we hope no one notices that no stormtrooper can ever be killed and that they all die. See, like the death, <laughs> those like death troopers in Rogue One were actually competent and menacing and effective. Mm -hmm. Like they effectively killed uh, our two, you know, the two heroes from that, you know, the two the two guys. Uh, oh yeah. Truett and the other guy. Like oh, yeah, those guys were actually mm -hmm. adept at what they were doing and menacing. Um, well, and that's and that's what because they needed what... those people to get killed. Like, if, right. You know, if they were supposed to survive, then the the Darth the Death Trooper would have gotten. And there were there too. were disposable background like when they they attack on Scarif, there were disposable yeah. troops that they could just kill mm -hmm. off. Mm -hmm. But in this show, it's always like yeah. all the main characters are always the ones like barreling down a hallway. <laughs> like, anyway, we're going to totally off on a tangent here. Okay, so they but... get to the bridge. <laughs> I... So, <laughs> Bo-Katan wants. The, the deals, the deal, right? The deal that was made was that Bo-Katan wants to wants to have Moff Gideon surrender his weapon, which seems straightforward and in, in upfront. But then in retrospect, you're like, oh, I can see why that was, right? Well, I guess I <laughs> mean I my my understanding was that he was going to go for the kid. They were expecting Moff Gideon to be on the bridge, mm -hmm. yeah. and so she was going to the bridge to get to him yeah. and be a distraction for Din to get yeah. to. Yeah, he's so the, the child. Yeah. So I'm not sure why. I mean, Moff Gideon, and that, and I'm, even as I'm talking about it, I'm even more thinking about like what he was up to. But we'll pause on that. So like, um, but yeah, the plan. I guess the, that, that was the plan. It was mm -hmm. to 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 get to the bridge so she could get to Moff Gideon and. To, you know, Duel him and get the, yeah. the dark saber. And I was surprised. Mm -hmm. I guess I'm surprised she didn't like once she once they secured the bridge and he wasn't there. I was surprised she wasn't out looking for him. 
or unless you could see that that he and Boom John were fighting uh, on the cameras and stuff, and she stayed in the bridge. It was weird that she stayed in the bridge the whole rest of the episode. Um, and it was like, oh, look, you have him. Like, he walks in with him, like, you know, restrained with the Darksaber, and she's been surprised. And it's like, I thought they were watching everything What, on what was her re- reaction, do you remember, Justin, when, when she first gets to the bridge? Um, she she was like, all right, we got this. Where's Moff Gideon? That was it. Mm-hmm. Um, she didn't, she had her helmet on when that happened, so I don't really know what, like, expressions were going through her mind. But, um... Afterwards, she took the helmet off, and then, uh, and then like we just see her staring out the window, like, all right, now what? And then all of a sudden, right. Din comes through the uh, door with the dark saber and Moff uh, Gideon. We have to back up though, because so, first, yeah, he yeah, comes across the the death troopers or the dark troopers, right? That's before. That was before. The bridge, so there's right? so there was there was there was the there was the whole you know there was the the Bo-Katan and and yeah. Fennec and and Cardinal all going to the bridge, which was that that was one mm-hmm. thread. So, the other well, one was Din Djarin trying to get to the bridge, and that's when he gets intercepted. Because he was also supposed to disable the dark troopers on his way to the brig to like keep them from um, mm-hmm. over from like taking over the, the ship. But then like they were activated and on their way out the door when he walked up. Where, where was but where was Moff Gideon when he activated the the dark he was on the bridge, and I think after that he went to go to the child because he knew Din Djarin was coming for the child. And she, and he knew that Bo Katan was with them, so yeah. that's kind of that's I feel like so he's waiting for them. He was like, all he right, so she's come. here for the dark saber, and I think he kind of put himself into a posi- yeah. position where it's like, all right, I'm gonna have Din fight me, whether whatever um outcome happens. Right. It's gonna if I lose, lose, yeah, if I lose he gets the dark saber and she doesn't. Yeah. yeah. If I win then Yeah. So we have to see the the dark troopers in action. Which at first it was like a little like a nice little fake out where like so he fights the one Terminator style and mm-hmm. the best star is effective finally. Um and he had a really hard time with one. And then he pulls the switch and they all throw in the space. And if they were stormtroopers, it'd be like, oh, well, that was easy. But it's like, I, oh, they're robots, and they fly. So yeah, they came back. I, 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 I <laughs> fell for it, though. I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, I think I think I commented when we were watching. Well, that, that was, was easy. Yeah, that was easy. Like, that was too that was easy. Like, but oh, I didn't think that they – I forgot that they <laughs> yeah. could just, like, yeah. kind of get their yeah, bearings. So and like Iron Man their way back to the ship. Right. What did – not – we we skipped a, a, a cool little part of dialogue when the when Pershing was explaining to them – Mm-hmm. About the dark troopers, mm-hmm. which seemed significant to me. Yeah, it was phase like phase three, wherever that the human piece was the weak point. So now they're fully droids or whatever. Mm-hmm. Were dark are dark troopers ever? Yeah, I think you know more about this than I do, Justin. Like, yeah, are they right. ever non-human prior to this? Um, I feel like that would be more of the legends uh, yeah. uh, department. And uh, David would, would probably be able to answer that way quicker than I would. What I remember is from the from Dark Horse's video game, it actually was reversed. It was like it was droids first, and they were that effective, and then they end up with like this exoskeleton model. And the like the main bad guy in that game had the prototype where you would oh. get this exoskeleton mech suit thing, right? Which right, was right. like a way upgrade. Like the droids were okay, like Phase Two droids, you had to fight a few of those, but then you're fighting the main bad guy in the prototype Phase Three armor. Um, and defeat him, and that's the end of it. But so I think they kind of inverted it for the show. 
where they end up with the droids after starting with either like cyborgs or just an exoskeleton. Okay. Um, I guess, but they, there was like people like, what phase is this? What phase stormtroopers are these? And he basically said, Sadie's three. Like mm-hmm. final phase is these robots. But there was something very ominous about the way he said that the, hu- yeah. the human element. We said that the was human the element was point. the last weakness, yeah, or something like Ooh. that, mm-hmm. which was very dark. It was like, and then they were like using people, like volunteers, quote unquote, to like uh, experiment on like which body parts can we remove and replace with robots to make it work and or, yeah, something like, like, like that. Like a, like a Darth or a Grievous, right? Who's <laughs> just like a brain and a heart, or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's the only human part left of them. But yeah, I think that visually. I mean, the death, the dark troopers are um, represent to me like kind of like the thing about Star Wars that really appeals to my the kid part of me, which is just oh, that's so cool! Yeah. Like it's so mm-hmm. cool! Like look at that! <laughs> like it doesn't really even matter to me like necessarily. It looks like, cooler looking than stormtroopers. Black armor and robots rise. Yeah, they look like fly. demons. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's 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 like just the way that they re- represented that visually. Like they're in cold storage, yeah, and there's all this smoke. Mm-hmm. If they are out too soon or too long, or whatever it is. Well, they drain. I think they said he said they drain too much power from the ship if yeah. they're yeah. out already. Yeah, mm-hmm. was what he said. <laughs> but that was just cool, right? Like that was just cool. Like yeah. watching them gear up. And it was right? important. It ends up being an important setup to show how much of a struggle it was just to take on one mm-hmm. by himself, and only his Beskar staff did anything at the end. So, like anyone else without anything, without a Beskar or anything, would not be able to either resist it or fight back right. to it. Yeah, even so you had to see that that struggle for one, so that when they all come back, you're like, we're in imminent peril. We're because right. there's thirty of them now, right? Mm-hmm. Unless, yeah, unless somebody else, somebody with a lightsaber. Yeah, exactly. yeah even even whistling birds were ineffective. Yeah, right. Um, and that, that was, was like that was like that was. I love that was made on Beskar, so I Yeah, mm-hmm. that would actually be effective. He actually and he actually like kind of exhausts. Yeah. Like he tries to use the flames. Mm-hmm. He tries his gun. He tries the, the the little missiles. He tries all that stuff. Nothing works. Mm-hmm. And he's totally right. Like like beaten mm-hmm. except for people on the yeah. internet were saying that they were having like a PTSD flashbacks to uh, Game of Thrones and he was getting like his head smashed into the wall. Oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> boy. Oh, that scene in particular though, like that was freaking cool. I mean like, yeah. like let's just suspend for a moment how unrealistic that is. Right? Like, well, I mean, like, I mean like, armor, it's, it's absorbing all the force into that fact of that. Like his head is like stationary. Well, but I mean like, like his head is getting hit hard enough <laughs> that that the helmet is is yeah. making an indenting the hull of the ship. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. That's at least gonna ring in your ears yeah, or something, yeah. right? Like, like that would give you a concussion. That would knock you out. I mean, mm-hmm. even if it doesn't crush the helmet. Yeah, like bong bong. Yeah. But that was super cool. Again, it was, it's all it was, important to show like these are really tough bad guys. Yeah. And really mm-hmm. hard to beat just one of them. It's like if it was in a video game, it'd be the hard level boss that right. you, you can't to get through. Yeah. Yeah. And you know you could take out multiple ones. And they, they did a good job of, like, I think, making him look, I mean, like, he was, like, yeah, extremely vulnerable. Like, yeah, he was getting like, tired. He was, he was in danger. Like, this thing could, I feel yeah. like that thing could have just, like, ripped him apart. I like that about his, any fighting scene where he's a little bit out of his element is done well. Like, 
he he is struggling. It's like, that's why I like Indiana Jones the same way. Like he's he's like bare knuckle boxing. Like he Indiana Jones right. is like barely getting through these fights. He's not just like dominating it completely. Right. And it's entertaining to watch like Akira like actually struggle and like you're like he's really having a hard time getting through it. Right. And that he's really a proficient at other things. But like you can tell like, oh he's actually met his match a little bit. That's mm-hmm. it's good to watch that instead of just I guess in contrast to what he's blazing through the stormtroopers. Right. I want to see like them go against people that are actually get challenged to them. You know? He gets the dark troopers, a little more mm-hmm. formidable than yeah. stormtroopers, right? So here's something that I feel like we kind of overglanced a bit, but um, Boba Fett, lack lack of Boba oh, yeah. Fett, and like I, I I see why they um took him out of the um group because he had to be the distraction to well, like, for them to get in, but um. <laughs> But like before, before that, um, while well, he's like talking to uh, Bo Katan and the other mm-hmm. other one, oh, we completely and forgot like about the, the, their interactions. Oh, yeah. how did we skip over the, the, the end the end fighting? Like, mm-hmm. They're all squabbling about who's the Mandalorian, who's not. And he's like, I don't know who said I was. Yeah, um, it's just my armor. But he, he could though. That's the thing. Like his his right Jango Fett or Jango Fett's like father or mentor was the actual Mandalore. Mm-hmm. Right before even Bo-Katan's like lying was, mm-hmm. so like there are like multiple claims to this Iron Throne, as it were. Right, the the, the right. saber and the, the the Mandalore title. Right, there are multiple claimants who are depending on how you, who you believe are legitimate. So that, that again, that could set up. If I'm talking about the Mandalorian as a show. Yes, then it turns into like the the, the game of Mandalore Thrones. Right, right. Like, mm-hmm. right. That's pretty cool. Like, that you got Boba Fett building up a like an empire. Right to like take on the throne, like take back, take it over, but then Mokatan is gonna want it. But you can't get it unless you fight like, a Din Djarin, but then Din might be like, I don't want it. <laughs> I think that that's that's, <laughs> that's the storyline that could yeah. that like because they did sufficiently like mm-hmm. like like one of the things I think this show did really effectively that I heard other people talking about was how. Like they set up in season one this thing about not taking off your helmet, and most mm-hmm. knowledgeable fans are like, "What? Mm-hmm. Like, why is that all of a sudden a thing?" Well, then you find out why, right? So it introduces like one strand of Mandalorian thinking, right? And then you have Bo Katan's way of thinking, and then you have Din Djarin's. He had he was raised in this in the the. The, under the watch but like he's coming out of that teaching mm-hmm. and almost like he's somewhere like in between just like mm-hmm. i'm not sure what it means does it mean bo katan's version does it mean the watch's version like what mm-hmm. is I think it means Boba Fett. what is a mandalorian he's like a foundling and, right and like and i think it's like me but different like they're, they're, it's deconstructing which is very mm-hmm. game of thrones right like it's like it's picking apart like this whole concept like what is the yeah. foolishness of the whole concept of like Right, which is yeah. what Moff Gideon says. He says, right, it's not about the th- the sword; it's the story. Right, it's like yeah. it's 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 yeah, all BS. Right? Magical. I mean, it is powerful, but like, right, it's the legitimacy that it's like you earn this in combat is what gets you right. It's the story. You then. Right, and so, so yeah, that's they could flesh out like when mm-hmm. she had the sword before and she's given it. Like maybe that didn't go well for her. But maybe those factions are like, no, maybe that maybe that's where like Death Watch and her split off is that they didn't recognize her legitimacy. As a, as a warrior leader. Yeah, because like, you, you just got Sabine just gave it to you because she found it. Yeah, like that's all the stuff they could explore. 
Yeah, you're right. Let's get done with that. But it's cool because you saw for the first time in live action like the Mandalorian ship that landed on that planet. Oh yeah, the uh, the saber. What's it called? The saber. Don't say saber crest. But I think that I think that that interaction between all those Mandalorian Mandalorian characters definitely can be used. Like it shows that you can take the book of Boba Fett can inter- intersect with the story of the Mandalorian going forward, like mm-hmm. all being part of like this larger question of like, what's a Mandalorian? Who's a Mandalorian? Who's leading Mandalore? Mm-hmm. Like, and what is that all about? And I like how that interaction between Bo-Katan and uh, Boba Fett. And she was like, it was like, this armor was given to me by my father. And then she's like, your donor. Your donor. I was like, that was, whoa. That was cool. yeah. I tell you right now, like, <laughs> Bo Katan's character, I'm not really sh- I, In fact, I'm not even sure. I think I don't like her. Like, she's just, a wild card. She's not a cool person. Like, she's like, like that's she's mean. She's a zealot. She's zealous for, like, she's like an aristocratic zealot. Right? She just thinks her bloodline makes her the, the rightful ruler. And, and she's 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 made it very and clear. They probably don't like that, like Jango Fett went and like worked with the Empire and a bunch of clones after himself. You know what I mean? Like they probably well, she clearly has yeah, they contempt like, for him. Yeah, because yeah. I guess in the Clone Wars, like right, where's the Mandalorian getting caught up on clones at some point? Mm-hmm. Like they're on both sides at different times, but like they work together sometimes. At other times, like Mandalorians were getting killed by clones, and then Order sixty six, the clones turn on the Mandalorians and like destroy the planet basically, right? Or like they turned it into glass. You said. Well, the Empire. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the Empire. Right, clone. right, right, like, right, right. The clones right. flipped, right? And so, like, there's a lot of drama there, or a lot of right. history. That's, and, like, mm-hmm. You can see it coming out. It's pretty interesting. That's where I think you could carry season three of The Mandalorian yeah. and have it parallel the Book of Boba Fett, assuming that the Book of Boba Fett is going forward and not backwards, which appears it probably would forward. have some flashbacks of, like, how he got out of the stuff, I would think. And hope, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and plus... Uh... Like, what direction would Boba Fett go going forward? I don't know. I, it doesn't look like it's going to be one that's going to be a positive uh, uh, outcome I, for I the... Know. I don't know. Oh, a positive uh, outcome for what? For the New Republic. Oh, I feel oh, like oh, he could oh. butt heads in that yeah, direction. Let's, let's, let's hold on that. But, yeah, yeah, okay. Really I, I, yeah, all right. Yep. Okay. All right. Oh, this is so good. There's, this, so, there's going to be like a three. This is, you're going to have this. <laughs> so we were at the... He defeated the Dark Troops. That's what we're at. Yep, and then he, then he so goes he in. Goes, yeah, he goes to the garrison. Uh, he goes to the brig. Yeah, and Moff Gideon was just waiting for him. Yep. And I, I figured as much. Because mm-hmm. there was yeah. no way he was just going to walk he's in. Like, yeah, he's you know. He's, he, and and that was, I got to I got to say, just as a, as a get this out of the way piece, like from that point when Din walks in there, Giancarlo Esposito's portrayal of Moff Gideon to me was as I put it I'm like this is a pretty big he's as villainous to me as Palpatine he's he is so evil like he's just and like his facial expressions and when we get to the bridge later like he is just like yeah he's evil he's terrible like he's I was I was just relishing that like they really well, made like, him into a good, especially because he's so like. The, I was a little surprised when like Mando just threw out like you know oh like I just want the kid out and keep the saber and it's almost like he was like oh I guess I thought you wanted the saber and like hey let's make a deal like I'm just gonna like 
change, change on the fly. Like it's unpredictable. Like you, you could, you know what I mean? Like that was well, surprising. First, the first thing is like, okay, let's make a deal. Just like we'll part ways and never talk again. It's like, oh, the first <laughs> thing he says to him basically is he presents himself as completely in control of the situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He tells him, I know you already shot yeah. your one, you know, uh, whatever he said. I forgot mm-hmm. what he said. Um, I, I think it's I know like... you've been traveling with Bo-Katan. Like, he comes off as this, he's like, I already know, I'm, in, I'm yeah. actually a step ahead of you right mm-hmm. now. And I think he is. I think that he's, in his mind, he's already thinking, okay, I think that's, and this is what I was talking about earlier, which I'm curious but, to hear what you guys think. But I think that he, he's, when when the when the Lambda shuttle is flying in, you see Moff Gideon and he's like, "What's going on here?" And I think he figures out like, "There's something going on." And I think mm-hmm. he's aware like, and I think the wheels are turning in his head. And I think that he intentionally, I think he knew, I think he he discerned before he saw anything. Bo-Katan's coming for the for the dark saber. I'm going. To the child and i'm gonna confront make make din Djarin confront me and fight me for the dark saber so that bo katan right we talked about we talked about this so if he loses in his mind if he loses to din Djarin, then he gets the dark saber and he foils bo katan's plans and if he wins well then he lives he lives to fight another battle right like he, mm-hmm. he i had a different slightly different take i think I think that he is like a fanboy of Thrawn, and he's trying to like project like the, the chilling, cunning mm. genius of Thrawn, but he's not that. Like he thinks he is, and he's trying to like play the part of Thrawn. Like he admires him and like works for him and stuff, and like he's trying to Thrawn Din Djarin, but then his real like slimy nature comes out, and he just like makes a deal, and like that's something Thrawn I don't think would have done. Like gone would have gone. Oh, that was a surprising move I didn't anticipate. Let me react to that now and say. Oh, I guess you don't want the dark saber, and you just want the kid. Okay, let's just do that deal. Like all of a sudden, like, I feel well, like he did on the front, and then it, the front went away, and then it completely disintegrates when he's about to kill himself. When he knows Luke Skywalker's coming, because that's the thing that freaks him out the most is is the Jedi. Nothing else made him. Well, he'd rather. Him. He's basically like, I'd rather die than than yeah. Um, face the Jedi. <laughs> face the Jedi, or or or, or die at the hands of these yeah. other of these mm-hmm. other people, because he's like he's like. He can tell other people. He just says the word, and people kill themselves. Yeah, for the empire, like this. I guess mm-hmm. yeah, that chain goes all the way up to the top. Yeah, to maybe drawn. Who knows? <laughs> but the who but knows? he he he's very convincing, right? He makes he does. There's a moment where you're thinking like, oh, he's he's being reasonable. He's mm-hmm. like, all right, yeah. I'll let you take the kid. I'll keep the dark saber, and you just leave. And for a moment, you're like, yeah. And I said, I don't oh. trust it. And yeah. Sure enough. And yeah. He turns his back. Turns right. on him, and yeah. which makes me think that he that he intended yeah. to get into a confrontation yeah. with Din with the dark saber. And did he I, know that like that strike that he took wouldn't actually do anything? Like, did he know that Din Djarin can resist? Did he know that Beskar resists? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Saber? So like mm-hmm. he knew it was gonna have to be an actual duel, not just like a quick step back. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Because mm-hmm. I guess that maybe that was part of the point. Like he wants to draw Din Djarin into a confrontation. And then either throw it or try to kill him, but if you can't, then I'll throw it and surrender so that then that thwarts Bo-Katan's plan. So mm-hmm. let's 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 first let's just acknowledge and talk about the, the duel itself. 
Oh uh, yes. Mm -hmm. With the yep. which I that was the one thing I got right in my predictions mm -hmm. is that I always yep. about <laughs> so, like there's no way that you're not going to have a dark saber Beskar spear. Right. Yeah. Even uh, we watched uh, the final episode separately. You, you and uh, Sean, Sean watched it, and uh, I don't know if it was earlier or on time. Whether, whether uh, we started right around eight. Okay. Yeah, a, a little somewhere around there. Um, but it, yeah, um, I watched it with uh, Jacob and uh, David, who have been on Mando meetings before. And uh, during that duel, like Jacob was just like, "Dude, Aaron was right." Uh, <laughs> so like, yeah, that was that was just melting. by the mm -hmm. by the end of the last episode, you knew that that yeah. was that they were going head to head, mm -hmm. and that was. I knew when he was walk he walked off the ship with it on his backpack, like he had it equipped yeah. to go into the ship. I'm like, yeah. I mean, they've been telegraphing that. Why else would you bring a spirit inside a ship? From the moment <laughs> that he, he, the first thing you're told. Yeah. About the Beskar, as it can it can block like, the dark saber or lightsaber. You know that's just building up, right? Like it survived the ship gun, blowing right? up. Like, if you see the gun in the like, corner, you know it's gonna go out at some point. Yeah, <laughs> you see this Beskar. But just like the all that, like you finally got like it, previously we got like we just got like these cool like teases of like the Beskar and the lightsabers and what it sounds like. But then mm -hmm. we just got like mm -hmm. the full like yeah. like and how he could use his 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 yeah. arm arm protectors to bend it off and then use the and like that whole scene that was, was like just, melting like it, 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 it's heating, that was heating it, up like just it would, it would cut through eventually but like it was nothing you could see that was kind of neat like any old everything about that that duel was just and like he, he even like used different ways to use it like if it was getting too hot like like he took one of his hands off, like the bottom, yeah. since it was getting too hot there. He used his back foot to kick the uh, staff over and make yeah. it hit him. And all, was... all of that was like so, mm -hmm. so well done, so entertaining, so unique. Like I've ne we've never seen the dark saber in action like yeah. that in live action. Right, and plus, um, like we never even like I don't think we've ever addressed how like like spear chore choreography like in Star Wars at all. Yeah. Um, like I know there's like electro staff, but still, that was basically Darth Maul lightsaber moves in a nutshell. Right. But like this was full on spear um, biting choreo choreography that is mostly um, designed for spear spear fighting. Yeah. So like he wasn't uh, going at it like lightsaber fighting at all, which was pretty His cool. His style was a little mm -hmm. different than the lady that had it before, Magistrate Lady. Right. There were similar but different styles. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which it was like, I mean, how would Dindran be already kind of that proficient at spear fighting? But who knows? Maybe, who well, knows I, I feel like <laughs> I feel like Mandalorians kind of got to a point like where they didn't just uh, um, go go for just fighting with uh, blasters and swords. They kind of mastered in other areas other of fighting yeah. too. So I thought that I thought that that like. The action of that scene and like some of the facial expressions, I think that they've done this really well, like in a lot. And going back to the first episode with Ahsoka, um, the, like the facial expressions on on uh, Moff Gideon's face, sometimes you just would catch those facial expressions were so so well done. Um, and like the the energy in that duel was was really good. Like you really felt like like the desperation that both of them had to win the duel. Um, mm -hmm. which I thought was really powerful. 
Um, and when he defeats him, like, I just think, I don't know, it's like the look on Moff Gideon's face, it was like, he was like, so I'm not sure if he was, I don't know what you guys think, but like he said, I think he said, oh, you're going to spare my life. This should be interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, like he got it before Din Djarin got it. What, like what just happened? What just happened? Didn't so, it's not going to dawn on him until he like hands over the thing and like, I can't take it. And he's like, yeah. So he was, me. so I think Moff Gideon yeah. was like expecting yeah. to die. Yeah. And then he was like, oh, you're not going to kill no, me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is going to be interesting. Because then he gets to see what happens mm-hmm. when, they get, when they get to the bridge. At best, he gets them. I mean, at worst, they kill him anyway. And at best, like one of them gets killed fighting to the death over this stupid lightsaber. Right. Um, and he wins either way. Because <laughs> like, one of his enemies gets a, like, ah, I get to watch and yeah, see like, what yeah. happens. <laughs> and I got all the. He knows the death And back. that's what I love. Like his character yeah. is just like he's so. There's nothing good about him at all. Like he's just like. Oh, like well, I lost, but huh. like he's the opposite of a Scooby Doo villain. He was like, if I would have gotten away with it, if only for you meddling kids. It's like he's he is kind of one step ahead, or like he's at least able to think ahead. Yeah, one. Step and just ahead. his like like this, just his like his facial expressions yeah. and like the the, the way the his mustache, face is shaped yeah. and the mustache, <laughs> the slick back hair. He's just he's so slimy. He's like a cross between like a vampire and a mm-hmm. I don't know, like it's just funny. But okay, so we're on the bridge. Mm-hmm. And everyone's back at the bridge, which is yeah the focal point of the episode. Uh, so the death troopers come in or like are at the gates. They block the doors. Um, they well, fly first, back in. Like, first, yeah, you have the dialogue about there's that there's that initial. I thought was what was really compelling the second time I watched it was Bo Katan when when she sees the door open yeah. and she Whoa. sees Din with the mm-hmm. the dark saber. Moff Gideon alive and captured, and you can see right away she's like, "Oh shit!" Mm-hmm. Like, she she that understands, yeah. <laughs> right then, what's going on, and she's she's not happy. Yeah, she's, she's not happy. Like, whatever happens, he needs to surrender me. He's like, "You can do whatever you want," but you know, because he uh, in Din Djarin's mind, he was like, "I'm in here to like sneak in and get the kid and basically get out, or just like, oh, I want to get the kid." Because I guess everyone thought that Tom Gideon would be on the bridge and then Bo Katan could take him out or whatever. I think he, he was like even thinking like he probably forgot that he had agreed not to let him surrender to him. You know, mm-hmm. almost like that was part of the deal. Was it's clear that Din, from so like if you take apart like I thought it was so and I didn't want to watch it. I'm gonna watch it again probably tonight. Like like if you that scene that is that is what makes. What Falone? This is quintessential Falone, right? Like mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. knows how to take all these characters, and he creates these characters and these stories, and then he brings it and like he literally puts them all in the same room and yeah. plays it right out in front yeah. of you so perfectly. Like you have Din walking in, and Din's perspective is, "This is perfect. Mm-hmm. I give you the sword. Yeah. This guy's captured. I take the kid, and I'm yeah. out. Yeah, get the get the yeah. guy that's done. The New Republic marshal. Let let him get arrested or whatever." Neat and clean. He has no idea that there's some technical, like you know, like there's not there's a no actually doesn't still in peril with the with the death troopers. Right, coming back into the ship now. Right, so now they're all trapped on the bridge. And Bo Katan's perspective is, oh no, (laughs) (laughs) I can't just take the dark saber. And she's 
in that like witnesses in that, that room the whole time happens, yeah. Yeah, yeah right like her whole purpose yeah. in the show up to that point was to get the dark saber mm-hmm. she's finally in the room with it and she's like fuck <laughs> <laughs> and and i thought that was so well done and then you have moff gideon on the floor going <laughs> yeah <laughs> right like, yeah. like oh no and then he's the one yeah. he's like the 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 narrator on the floor, like the guy that you hate, yeah. and he's explaining yeah. it yeah. to the double. And he's explaining all that. And I love I loved the way Den was just like, just take it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what like, do you say? Like, I, I was half expecting him to be like, okay, just hit me in the face and then I'll say, I yield, and here you go. Like you'd be right. 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 And I feel like that's also like part of uh din's character now is that like he's letting a lot of things slide and he's like okay if i can do it maybe so so can you you've taught me that it's possible to let things certain things slide right please please like and he would have normally said well this is the way this all has to be right he's like no, I'm giving it to you. Like, let's just override this rule. Well, well his because his <laughs> his only purpose by this point in the show yeah. is to protect Grogu. That's his. Yeah. He yeah. has converted yeah. over to being like the parent. Yeah. His interest is his child, mm-hmm. and which is so makes the rest of the scene so powerful. But right, like, like, and then you have, and then you have, um, Cara Dune. She's kind of standing there. Like, we don't really get much from her, but she's. She's not really invested in any yeah. of those storylines, other than that she's she's friends with Din and mm-hmm. you know, wants to help him. And she wants Moff Gideon for interrogation right, purposes. Right. For yeah. intel she has in, invested interest in and him staying part alive. Of the establishment, whatever the, the Which is another storyline yeah. you could pick up with her. But I thought that the most the 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 when all of that is unfolding, right? Like you have all of that. Yeah, and, you and it, there could. From that point, like then you get, uh oh, they, 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 then we get distracted by the dark troopers, and that, that that's exactly where they leave it. So that, mm-hmm. that's where it's left. Mm-hmm. We don't get the resolution of any of that. Yeah, all, right. All and plus, like, stop there. Nothing else happens with the plot from, that from the dark saber yeah. mm-hmm. and yes. the tension around that. But it's enough to work with to run a or multiple shows from. Okay. Like, it's a setup for that. It's beautiful. Right. That's what I think. That's what Filoni. That's yeah. what that's uh, what Filoni yeah. gets paid for. He does that. <laughs> if you think about like it, everything that he's done with Rebels, Clone Wars, mm-hmm. everything, he's the master at that, yeah. right? Like he's we're we're at the point now where what Filoni has been doing over the last twenty years is Star Wars now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's the biggest as like his right. successor to the story. And his and his characters and storylines are yeah. are dominating the whole. And I love it. Like, it's like all the there's all those like you know images like SpongeBob bowing down. It's like all hail Filoni, all hail. Yeah. That's like yes, these two deserve the keys to the kingdom. Yeah. Like they they deserve this Filoni verse, and I love it. It's going to be a great half a decade, mm-hmm. hopefully, of like great stuff. All in this like shared universe, and it will, I'm sure it will all like come to a point in like 2025 or something with like all these shows, which is a conversion, this massive like showdown with Ron or whatever it's going to be. Like that'd be so cool. So I was totally just to go back to the storyline. I was totally I forgot about the dark troopers completely. So when they oh, showed yeah, up they again, I was like, oh, oh yeah, <laughs> they can fly again. <laughs> they can fly back. 
I'm surprised it took them that long to come back. Right. <laughs> what did they get? Like they get? They were like, oh, we're gonna turn it out. Heat up or something to call up. Or but but yeah, they so did like, come back. They're obviously in peril. Like and, and hitting, you know, like in touch it with like, you know, everyone in here is gonna die. There's no program to protect me and the baby. And like right. you saw how hard it was to be, you know, like he's just like he's thinking. <laughs> he's <laughs> like thinking just when you thought I was the loser, <laughs> right? I'm gonna be the winner. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was brilliant, though, how that, I think, were you going to say something about it? What were you about to say? Well, I was going to backtrack and just think that Mock Gideon just, he thought he was seriously going to win. He yeah. was like, well, either way, even if, even if the, um, uh, like even during that confrontation, he's like, "All right, well, even if uh, even if uh, Din and uh, Bo Katan get into a fight, that's gonna cause like alliance between alliances. You have the one Mandalorians that's gonna obviously stand with Bo Katan in this matter, and then you have Fennec, who was um, who like made a pact plus with Boba Fett yeah. to protect him and the child. So she's gonna probably." Fight on their behalf, uh, lost Cara Dune. So, like, either way, they're either going to kill themselves or get killed by the dark troopers. So, like, he really thought he was going to win. Mm -hmm. So, like, but until point, it's mm -hmm. worth noting, Boba Fett, like, he, I guess, was there to, like, provide ship cover or just, like, the distraction to the ship and then mm -hmm. he bolted on hyperspace. Into hyperspace. So, yeah. I left Fennec there. And yeah. it's, I mean, the only reason for that narratively is, like, he couldn't be on that bridge in the next scene like because right. the last time those two were together was <laughs> like right. Luke cut off his his gun on that skiff thing and then Han bumped it and then that was it. like that would have been a that would have been weird and would taken out of the moment right yeah, it it been, yeah what many things going yeah. on yeah. <laughs> so they had to get him out of there which but it's like practically doesn't make any sense why he would get out like why couldn't he like fly like make sure the top five years old he could I mean, he took it. He took that, out the two Tie Fighters. He could have been taking out Dust Troopers once they got got to the escape. Um, you would think he'd be like orbiting or something, but it, it's fine. But that's it's important to know that he's not there. But I think I think that that <laughs> for, I, for it was the the way that that plays out where you where Moff Gideon um, is like defeated mm -hmm. but still in control in some ways to like and then the the, the Dark Troopers showing up and his confidence. Like he's like, aha, like I got you. Mm -hmm. And and the way that sets up, right? Luke, the X Wing flying in. And I love I absolutely loved the the way that I love the way that happens so that you're like like and it's like, well, or, like what does that mean? Right. Right. And the way Cara Dune is like, oh great, one X Wing, we're saved. Like mm -hmm. that was so. And nobody else in the room like perfect. Would, like, go like, oh, I know what this means. Like, nobody. Right. Like, yeah. Then, I guess you're right. Like, what's happening? Like, nobody knows. And it like, and it perfectly set radio. up like, it, and that's what that's what like that's what was really hard for me to do the first time because the first time we were watching that from that point, you're like, it's Luke, <laughs> it's Luke. Let's all watch Luke, and we forget that everybody in that room is like has no idea not, who's yeah. showing mm -hmm. up. Like, they're like, and they're horrified. Moff Gideon is you if you watch his face, like he's like Yeah, he's like what the like I lost. He just like, watched for real. this one figure <laughs> and, yeah. on these cameras just obliterate his entire Dark Trooper platoon. And then all the other characters, they're all like no, nobody yeah. in the room 
even knows Luke Skywalker. Like Luke, they, they don't, don't necessarily no, know if he's there, like as a friendly. Like, is he going to kill everyone and just right. get the baby, or like? What's well, even they actually, I mean, in that once once Luke gets through all the dark troopers and Din says like, open the yeah, door, open crazy. the door. Yeah, like, no. Did you see what he just did? Like, like we're, we're, mm-hmm. we're not getting this yeah. guy's gonna kill us. They have yeah, no yeah. idea Which who is this guy. Is. Like, I, I don't know. It seems like like Ray. Remember Ray was like, oh, you're Luke Skywalker. I want you. Right. Like, I feel like it's weird that like the Skywalkers of Leia and Luke and Han, like the heroes, like you would think they'd be like very famous uh, at this time, like in the well, galaxy, but maybe not. Yeah, apparently not. Yeah, and, and, and yeah, and and plus, like, I think that's like where the start of like Luke becoming a legend is like starting to be a thing, mm-hmm. uh, because he goes out and does stuff like this. Like, Did he say he, he never said his name? Luke Skywalker. No. no, he only we said. Don't know he is. They don't know. Exactly. Yeah, I'll, I'll, he's a Jedi. That, well, I think I think that he that's, says that I am. That's yeah. that's like I, I am a that, Jedi. So. That that the, the I think. I think we were talking about this last night, yeah. but Luke, the, the whole point of, right, in, in, the, in, in, in the original trilogy, right, the concept, like the whole concept of the Jedi is regarded as either a myth yeah. or a dead religion. Mm-hmm. It's gone, if it ever existed at all. So Luke exists in the universe, I think, in the original trilogy. He exists as... Luke Skywalker, hero of the rebellion, yeah. great pilot. Yeah, he's not he like regarded as Jedi yet. No, remember even in Empire Strikes Back, right? He like he sneaks off yeah. to do this Jedi training with Yoda, who nobody even knows is alive, mm-hmm. right? And then when he comes back to Bespin, no one else sees him wield a lightsaber but Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. And then in Empire, after Empire Strikes Back, he, right, like he. He disappears. He shows up again as as at, when he shows up again at Jabba's palace. Yep. Then you get those little glimpses, right? Like mm-hmm. he, that's his first like public appearance yeah. as a Jedi. But like, but that's he, not he left no survivors. That wasn't covered on the whole of it, I don't think. Right? Like, yeah. right? Like, so I think that Luke Luke as a Jedi yeah, doesn't doesn't exist, right? Like mm-hmm. almost, and it's really interesting because I never would have thought about this until we watched this episode, right? But like. Luke almost never appears publicly with his lightsaber. Right. He's always, it's always very intimate. It's like he's on Dagobah alone with Yoda, mm-hmm. or he's in a confrontation with his dad, or he's, you know, I mean, there was the, like that one. He, he used there, but he was there. He used it in that speeder bike yeah. chase one time. That, are you watching? <laughs> Yeah, that's screensaver. Yeah, that's screensaver. But I think I think that I think that um, it was appropriate. Like 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 Luke at the end of like right when like at the end of Return of the Jedi, like Luke is kind of disappears. Right? Mm-hmm. Like he's he's he was on the Death Star that blew up. Um, he gets back to Endor and sees, you know, the people that he sees there. Um, and then he, he burns Vader's body. And then he's kind of like, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a kind of a time when he's, he's like, well, um, what do I do now? Like, and there's no, it's not like he has like this coming out. I think it's, it's clear. Like he's, he's kind of just out, he's in a corner, like as a, as an aspiring isolated Jedi, 
and nobody really knows what that means. I think they're like the rank and file of the rebellion or the wider universe or galaxy would have like if they knew it's like you know SEAL Team Six or whatever. Like you don't know their names necessarily. Like oh yeah, they're the guys who killed your mom, right? So like Rogue Squadron, they're the ones who blew up Death Star and like do all these cool things. Like if mm-hmm. you're in the military, then you know, oh yeah, like Luke Skywalker was legendary within the squadron right. as a pilot and like as a leader of Rogue Squadron. Whatever. He's but not. Kind of, like, he's not a Jedi. Yeah, he like mm-hmm. leaves around Empire Strikes Back, and then it's like, well, yeah, what happened to that guy? And it's like, well, he was doing all this sneaky Jedi stuff, and we're distracted by like winning the Galactic War, right? And he he didn't have a major role, a public role in the Second Endor battle, right? Well, he was. Well, he was part of the. He he did. In, when they when they landed on Endor, he was part of the landing party. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then, and 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 again in that yeah. scenario, there was that moment where he took out his lightsaber during the speeder bike chase. But that was among that was, family and friends, and then the, well, there was the no one there. Killed, there there was no one there. Right. Saw it, right. And, the camera's over, yeah. and then and then he turns himself in. Yeah. So that's what and I mean. Like he to regular nobody people, knew what he was even doing. people in the military or in the rebels. Yeah. Like he he's like this mysterious guy who comes like he's. A, He's not part of the establishment. He's not a ranked officer or anything. Like he's just this guy who was like showed up at the briefing and then yeah. And like if you're just one of those regular trooper guys, you're like this he's guy was at the briefing and then I didn't see him after we landed. Like he's happened? the guy who yeah. blew up the first Death Star. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's an sense. instant military, you know, hero, kind of like the shooting star of the rebellion. Yeah. Um, but he's not like, and nobody even knows. It's never known that, right? Like Vader, just they don't know. Yep. Nobody knows what happened. Right, like mm-hmm. that was all happened very much in secret. So but, he's to bring it back to just go. He right. He we see some epic, like oh. an epic lightsaber. Like it's like rivaling like Vader's uh, hallway scene. Like mm-hmm. almost yeah. like, unintentional. I think at the end there. Yes. Like there's some very excellent combat mm-hmm. there. We finally got to see like old Jedi Knight, Jedi Master Luke, mm-hmm. fully. And I like that it was droids because it's one, I think it was one of the videos we watched last night after the afterwards. It was like Luke Skywalker. You never see him like slaying humans like mm-hmm. at all in any show. And like had those been a bunch of stormtroopers, it would have felt like a darker, I guess, for him to be like like a Ahsoka, yeah. like because versus Ahsoka, who was like he had no qualms about just like, slaying people, right? Like, and she's because she's more like mm-hmm. right. So like. He could just slay these robots, which is that's what was cool about like episode one was like you could see these Jedi like going to town on robots, and it was like that's why it's PG or whatever, because it was humans, which is really like, kind of a cop out. Like, what was Luke yeah, gonna show? It was up? really cool. Oh, you guys are stormtroopers? Sorry, I can't rescue But like, you. he has like a coat. I don't know. Like, I feel like he's not like he uses like the force choke and crush and stuff, but like it's against machines. Like, he wouldn't crush. He wouldn't crush a human like that. Like, it's like, mm-hmm. like kind of dark power to like crush someone's like like dark. Well, power. I mean, yeah, I even think, I think that. I think that in the prequels, it—I don't know if in the prequels we ever see a, a, a Jedi kill anything other than a battle droid. But you—I don't know how you could be involved uh, in a war ones. on a. Oh yeah, that, that, those, well those are bugs, well, like even right? even that yeah. it's like yeah. yeah you're, 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 so uh-huh. I think that I think that I think that for the purposes of maintaining Luke's particular ethos, yeah. right? I, and, and even if it wasn't. Um, if it wasn't the uh, dark troopers, it would have been done. His fighting style would have been done differently. Um, like with uh, the Jabba's palace. I mean, no, no, um, the oh, Sarlacc pit. Sorry. sorry. Um, like how he's fighting them is like a little bit different than uh, how how uh, he was like fighting the droids. And plus, like even on Endor, like well, he was like facing off between the yeah. um, uh, scout trooper on the bike. Yeah. Uh, he he disarms the bike first. Mm-hmm. 
and then just lets uh, yeah. uh, science take care of itself. Yeah, you just cut off like the, the, mm-hmm. the, the stabilizer and the main thing, and then, oh, it just happened to crash after that point. Yep. It's like the whole of security of the landing there, too. Right. <laughs> I, thought, I think that I, I've seen a lot of people make the comparison between um, not just the Rogue One Vader scene, oh, the but episode, also episode three. Yeah, episode uh, three when Anakin mm-hmm. shows up on Mustafar and just yes killing everyone in the room mm-hmm. yeah kind of a thing so i mean obviously very satisfying to see that a surprise to be sure but a welcome one <laughs> it was just like this is awesome like the emerald saber oh you see was... the black hand like you know it's luke from the x-wing most of us knew it was luke from the x-wing other people no, didn't was, know it yeah. like once they saw the green lights they knew it was like probably luke yeah and then finally when he takes his, his foot off but it's like they nailed everything yeah, visually right. about that in terms of the sound of the lightsaber, yeah. the look of the lightsaber, the, the, the movements of, that Luke was, was doing. I mean, and it was, it was, and I, I'm certain that that was, because that was one of the biggest, a lot of the people, sorry, a lot of people who, really had a problem with Last Jedi and with Luke in Last Jedi was that we never got that Luke Mm -hmm. in in the movies. And I I gotta believe that 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 was a conscious thing. Okay, well, we're gonna make that right. And we're gonna give you the Luke Mm -hmm. that you wanted. And it just absolutely does play into the idea that this whole thing that's going on now is damage control <laughs> on the sequel trilogy. Well, like I said, Not I that like, I'm a big hater of the sequel trilogy, but I think that that is what's going on. Mm-hmm. Similar to Clone mm-hmm. Wars and Rebels and like how that's all... That made people look at the prequels in yeah. the way that are right is Clone Wars and Rebels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that this, whatever we're in now, is going to probably make the sequels look better. Make them look better. That's what yep. we're trying to do. I don't mm-hmm. know if we'll succeed or not, but like we're going to have a cohesive... Mm-hmm. Uh, 40, 50 year span of, of the franchise view when all is said and done, about five years from now, let's say, mm-hmm. it has it run its course. Um, with the prequels, or the sequels now in the 10 year review year um, of having, it'll be, that'll just be interesting to see. We'll have to like, put a date on our calendar for five years from now and <laughs> see what we think then. But, mm-hmm. but um, I think, I think that, right. that they're, they're only filling in these gaps that we're missing and scratching these issues that people had. And I think that they also, and I think the, the, the and they did it, at least from in my perspective, this is what I'm most curious to hear what you guys think about, is that, so some people have made the argument that was just one big, giant fan service. I'm okay with it. And if I am fat. I, but, but it wasn't. It fit, no, it it fat, fit, it fit the story. So like I just said, it depends on what you mean by fan service. It's like, this is something the fans will like. You should do that as a showrunner. <laughs> you should give people what they want. But if it's like, right. oh, well, we would rather do this artistically, but we're going to have to throw this like junk food to the fans. Otherwise, we'll have a revolution in our hands. Like If it's like where your creative hands are tied because you have to service the fans and you're like playing one off the other, like you don't, it's not either or. You can have both. You can advance the story and One, really get people cheering and crying and like from emotional. The, from mm-hmm. the moment and that you... perfection. From the moment that you see Baby Yoda at the end of season one, first episode... You're thinking, is this a Jedi thing? Like what? Like mm-hmm. like the whole yeah story. Mostly was leading that he was force sensitive and he was trying to heal. Yeah, him. like you're like this. 
This is this is going to converge with a Jedi at some point. Or something. I mean, like it's, it fit the and story. It's already moved because you're like, who else is around? Right. right. Yeah, I mean, like, it was it was it fit the storyline, especially of the second season. And Ahsoka's like, or oh, Jedi will may find him. I'm like, it has to be Luke. It's like Cal Kestis. So do you guys do you guys you think know, like, that do you think that they were planning at, before a single episode of The Mandalorian aired hmm. to bring Luke in? I don't know about season two. I think, I think two, but not possibly. One. I, I mean, they're they're. I feel like it's kind of a thing that we might never know, or heck, they might even explain it in the uh, be cool. behind the scenes thing yeah, uh, this Christmas. Who knows? Oh yeah, yep, yep. Christmas I know where too. I'm gonna be uh, <laughs> Christmas, Christmas morning. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What what is um what? So do you guys think? So I think that to me, that's the biggest, the bigger, the the big picture question is: Was Luke? Was that the intention all the way from the beginning? And even if it wasn't, or we'll never really know that yeah. maybe, but even right. if it wasn't, it still didn't feel like shoehorned it in. It wasn't like bringing Palpatine back, which yes. to me was just like, Palpatine's back, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It was like, they're setting it up, right? Grogu, right? At the end of season one of The Mandalorian, the armorer tells him, you've got to bring him back yeah. to his kind, and we find out that that means the Jedi. I didn't hear it Answers done poorly is like uh, Lando randomly showing up on that random planet where Ray and the crew are, and it's like Lando's in disguise driving this random thing that they randomly went into to hide from Stone. Like, come on! Like, how in the world did that line up? And that's and that's fine. Like, and I'm like, right? I like that. Yeah, I didn't know, but yeah, it doesn't I didn't make any sense in this either. universe. But it, but yeah. it wasn't as, as yeah, as part of or the like story. Or wedge <laughs> is in the is in the Millennium Falcon when they show up. At Right, that's that's like, okay. That's yeah, that was fancy. Like, why right. you would be retired by now? Like, oh whatever. Like, Could have told the story without yeah, it. Like, yeah, that's just like, hey fans, look at this. It's like, oh, it's <laughs> like that, right. to me, that's fan service. That's like right. cheap, I guess. And like, but like I said, it doesn't have to be either or. Like, oh well, they could have done this other more artistic thing, but they played it safe and just tickled the fan service. And like, to me, they don't have to be. To me, if it's this, that. I think everything that's happening in the Mandalorian. And they have they have repeatedly, um, like I think everything, Bo Katan showing up, Boba Fett showing up, um, mentioning Thrawn, Ahsoka. That could all be interpreted as fan service to a degree, but mm-hmm. they aren't doing that at all. They're creating a, a legitimate, larger universe and storylines yeah. to to bring it all together. Really, like fan service is like a, when you're at like a hockey game or something, they're like shooting the t-shirts into the stands. Like, you know, that's like a, those like little distractions during the timeouts or whatever. And it's like, let's just like entertain people with a little dose, a little vitamin of entertainment. Right. And then get on to the real thing. Like, which is what that was this, like those little like drops where they just do that, those cheap little drops, that's fan service to me. Right. And this was not, this that. was not, this was, this was, yeah. this was storytelling. An actual cheap fan service doesn't bother me. Like, no, I don't mean... Like, as long as it's not like, completely derailing right. like, what's going on. It takes you out of the immersion. I guess that would be what would take me out. Is like taking me out of the immersion. But. So so the, I thought it was really cool that they created that tension where no one wanted to open the door. <laughs> yeah. But he was like, we're opening the door. And even Din Jaren didn't necessarily... like. He knew he. He could tell because Burger was like really watching the screen. and was like reaching out. Yeah, yes. he could tell like mm-hmm. this. This needs to happen. Like this, we need to do really Well, he's seen Ahsoka with the lightsaber, yeah. so he knows this is probably a Jedi. Yeah, like he's the one that he's the only one in the room that's like, yeah. and he was the only one in the room that was at the the stone. Yeah, well, true. except for maybe Fennec. 
Well, like the, 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 the stone yeah. wasn't like active yeah. when that was when she yeah, was there. So, 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 so what did what did we we I guess we we have to talk about like um, what we thought of the the yeah. physical appearance of Luke in terms of the yeah. the, the special. I think effects. it was really good. It and was it was close. Perfect. Like but no one can do lips right with deep fakes, and it turns out it was Mark Hamill. Like they put they just like deep faked Mark Hamill old face on his new face. It wasn't like some other actor. Like what, what no, I guess my, I, what I'm saying is that it was another actor now. Oh, it was that there was now I don't know, and this is what voiced it like with new lines because it this sounded is, like it that's sound what, like I don't know Mark Hamill. It sounded like old Mark Hamill, right. from way before. So they must have. I don't know, but I it opens up the whole can of worms of like what do they call the uncanny valley? Yeah, was, oh yeah, because mm-hmm. the lips aren't right. Like deep fakes haven't really gotten lip because it turns out like humans are really good at reading lips. Whatever yeah. they think, and so when it's off, it looks really off to humans. Like when lips aren't right, and like it's really hard to get lip syncing down in animation, um, and so like if and it's at all off, real. it makes it look really off, and they haven't perfected that with deepfake yet. Yeah, um, and that mm-hmm. was a little bit off, but otherwise it looked great. I thought like they aged him to be like what twenty eight, and he looked he looked a little bit older than Return of the Jedi time. It looked perfect. It was fine. Like it didn't it didn't I, take I mean, me out of the immersion. There's at all. no question. Like yeah. right, like like it wasn't perfect. Right, right. Like you looked at it and you're like, that's a little off. But yeah, it didn't, it, it, it didn't make me go. I would have been, I would have, if went, especially the way it happened, like scenario. you can't have that. It's Luke, it's Luke, it's Luke. And then he takes out the thing really and you're really like, huh? who's that? Oh, it's that guy. Looks like, oh, this looks like a cosplayer for Luke, right? Like, yeah, it's hard to win that one because you're going to. Some people will be like, no, just do a real person so it doesn't look so fake. And right. people like, it's not like only Mark Hamill can be Luke. You know, I, I get it. And I, I think that I think that that is the. I think that if you're going to, like, um, Jacob had mentioned that we were in the chat last mm-hmm. night, like talking about like recasting Luke. And in my opinion, they made it very clear they were never going to recast Leia. Right. There's no way they would ever recast Han Solo. In the timeline yeah. that Harrison Ford yeah. played him, right? They played they cast him way younger with mm-hmm. someone else. Sure, you want to do a young Luke like pre New Hope? We're gonna probably see that. Kenobi, you could bring someone. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. that could, could work that. in Kenobi. But if you're gonna bring Luke in or any of the original like mm-hmm. Holy Trinity <laughs> back into a storyline where they existed in the, you know like like. Luke coming back in this show after Return of the Jedi has to be Luke. I think Donald Glover could could be Lando in the original story. Like, <laughs> like, really <laughs> but I, I think I think that that would I think that that would I, I just think that that's just not a place you should go. Mm-hmm. I don't think that those characters should ever be portrayed in the timeline that they existed as their original portrayals. Like it's just. Yeah. It, I mean, maybe it'll happen like, someday. Probably, I think that would be better in animation. Just what saying, what happens like, in animation? Yeah, like layers where, in there. Yeah, where that. Yeah, that could be. Yeah, it works. It works in Battlefront very well, yeah. though. I, I, I was, uh, that was kind of, I was kind of scared. I think, I think they were Battlefront like the, looks better. Than <laughs> the <nuclear bomb>. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, no, it's like, I I really out. disagree with that. That was yeah. It was it was. I think that this is a. I heard some people talking about 
uh, I think it was, um, I was watching um, Star Wars Explained had Joseph Scrimshaw and Ken Napsack on after, mm-hmm. and, and, and I listened to the Force Center podcast, and they were talking about, I think, I think it was Joseph Scrimshaw, so it's like, he said, um, he, he made the comparison of like, the, the storytelling was so good that the CGI was good enough yeah. to not sure. take away, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it was good enough that like I had my moment. I had that. I had the same feeling I had the first time I saw Tarkin in Rogue One, which was like, oh wait, that doesn't look right. But it wore off very yeah, quickly. Wore off. Yeah. And then by the time we got further along in Rogue One, I was like, yeah, Rogue it's Tarkin. One was just a quick. But yeah. the problem with Leia's was that it was too like it was quick. It wasn't long enough for it to wear off. It was just that at first like, oh, that looks a little off because you only had the one line and that right. was it. And it was like, oh right. man, like that wasn't quite. But the, the, I think the technology is advanced enough that yeah. they can do it and it, and it works. Yeah, it, it, and it was to see Luke in that scene, like they captured him perfectly. I mean, it's just so amazing that like, I mean, he had Big Yoda on his back at Dagobah, and now he's carrying Baby Yoda in the front. Like he was taught by a Yoda, and now he's going to teach Yoda. Like there's just so much going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I and I love I love the the, I think they captured perfectly like. I got a lot of Jabba's throne room vibes. Like, you know, the way Luke, when he shows up in Jabba's, yeah. he's just cool and calm. Yeah. And he's like, these two droids, like, mm-hmm. he's like, honorable Jabba. Like, he's very poised. He's very calm. He's very centered. He's not like, yeah. man, those death troopers, man. <laughs> he's just like, and I think mm-hmm. they captured what I, which is what I think was what everyone wanted yeah. in Last Jedi, right? It was like the mature, in control, badass, yeah. but poised Luke Skywalker. And I think they did that. Like he's mm-hmm. just very right. He when he when he's in the room, like he becomes the center of yeah. right. And it was very and very it's funny, like Moff Gideon's freaking out to point to film himself, and then like Moff Gideon doesn't pay any attention to Moff Gideon or anyone. Like he's there for the kid, and like mm-hmm. he doesn't really pay attention to anyone else. Who maybe is nothing to him. Like, oh, he's like, I mm-hmm. killed the emperor and I turned my father back to the right, right, right. You right. are just a little minion in the empire. <laughs> You're nothing. <laughs> and I think, I think that that was, that was what was you know a- appropriate about it is he doesn't need to be a part of any of that other yeah. stuff. He's just he's Luke. It tells me we're gonna not see him again for a long time, if ever. If like, ever. Like I feel like, yeah. So. Um, I was going to say that. What was going on in addition to this? Oh, I mean, obviously, the farewell between Grogu and Din. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I did get teary. That, that was. I'm like, I, I'm like, take off that one. Yes, like, yes, you have to take off that one. My se- like that. They the way they built that up in the yeah. room, like how he's as he, when he sees Luke showing up, and then he's he knows at that yeah. point, like this is the beginning of the goodbye. And the way he he picks him up, he moves him to that one chair, he opens the door, and he's like, and I loved I loved that part where Luke so like I think it was the so Luke reaches out, mm-hmm. gestures toward Grogu, and Grogu's kind of like he's hugging his foot, he's hugging Din's foot, right? No, no, no. When he, before when he's oh, still mm-hmm. in the chair, he's yeah. kind of peering out, yeah. And and Luke gestures to him, and then Din says he doesn't want to go with you. And yeah. and I think that there was a moment where mm-hmm. he was like, he was hoping that like he could just like, like well I guess he doesn't because well, Luke I, said he, he he wants your permission. Well, go. and what was interesting, and I just remembered this, is that Ahsoka makes a point of saying like 
he needs to choose the path, right? So like maybe Din was thinking, I'm not going to force him. Yeah. He doesn't look like he wants to go with you. But I think there was a part of him that was like, I hope, I hope, he I hope he oh, maybe he'll choose <laughs> yeah. to stay with me. Mm-hmm. And I love the way that Luke is the one that says he's looking for your permission. Like he'd be staying for you, but you need to let him choose. Yeah. And Luke is the wise one who says, give him permission. And then even when he gives him permission, Grogu is still not fully he's like run to him yeah he's and he's and those moments i mean <laughs> when he picks him up and they're looking at each other and baby on his face like Darth Vader and, Luke and then and then the, and then the, yeah. and that entire sequence like how does star wars this is the second time in a second time that they have been able to take what would sound absolutely ridiculous yeah. which is first with yoda like this ridiculous puppet <laughs> and then with baby yoda which is like this yeah. puppet cgi infant Yoda and make it so compelling that you're like fully in the moment. Like, well, he's saying goodbye to like a plush toy. Like, I mean, it's like, no. and the, and it's the his son at that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's like the thing that sneaks up on you, right? By the time you get to this point, you're like, wow, this was, and this is, this is what makes me want to watch through both seasons. Now. I think that the progression of Din yeah. from who he was before to to this moment where he's like, oh, I gotta let him go. He's like that, right. that. And Pedro Pascal, I can yeah. understand now maybe why he was like, let me have this helmet off because that was yeah. amazing. Yeah. Like he, he, he his facial expression. Like, 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 yeah, he unmasked in front of everyone. Yeah, like, which is the ultimate, the yeah. like right at the, for the whole first season. It's like. I don't take my yeah, mask What's Bo-Katan thinking? Like, oh, like, this Death Watch guy is, like, progressing. You know, like, mm-hmm. like she was like, wow, he just he just took off his helmet. And those people don't, don't, don't ever do that, you know? Uh, well, at, this, at this point in the show, that's over. Like, yeah. his identity yeah. as a member of the Watch yeah. who doesn't take off his mask is is yeah. almost completely gone. Yeah. If not completely gone. Because we don't see him with the mask on again for the rest of it. Episode. No, he's standing there watching, yeah, and and I and I R two R two. So what you guys yeah, think that, about that picture? That was amazing. R two like, <laughs> like wiggling in joy, and like and he's like, oh, like, that's just me. Bringing that gold, like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Picture. And it kind of it breaks the tension, but not in a like not with a stupid Star Wars joke way. It's just like it's just like is a lighthearted moment. The. Like, yeah, like, that, of course, our that surprised there. me like, more than the show. Really? Isn't that right. like, I mean, I, you were, you were. Everybody was speculating about Luke showing up. Yeah, yeah no, nobody said R two. <laughs> nobody said R two. Nobody was thinking R two. I was thinking too. Like, I mean, R two was at temple. Like he probably knows Grogu from way back. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for someone to figure out how to translate. Yeah, that's right. What was R two saying to Baby? They have to know each other, or at least like. Be aware. Maybe. Right. I think I think R two just R two is just like I don't know. It's, it's, we'll never. Yeah. We probably never. Or is excited that he sees somebody that reminds him like of Yoda. Yeah. Because like even like in in the Clone Wars series, yeah, uh, like Yoda yeah. and him went on a journey like for the last in the last uh, couple episodes in the sixth season, uh, where he's like trying, where Yoda's like tr- getting trained to. Uh, um, live live on after he's gone after his physical form is gone, and I think 
Yeah. It's really, it's really it's, interesting. It's very interesting. I'm, I'm glad that they didn't call attention to that though. Right. Like they didn't, they didn't call attention at all to the fact that, that Luke or R2 or anyone would go, oh, there's another Yoda. Like, you know, there's no, right. there was no pinning that to. Yeah. Uh, and, and plus like we already had that with Ahsoka. And, and I mean, it, right. a little. I, I feel like that had to be addressed, but it shouldn't be like, it shouldn't overstay its welcome though. Yeah, right. So, so it was like a, yeah. it was a perfect little moment to break break the tension, but not in a bad way. Mm-hmm. Like a, a moment of levity and further joy and happiness in a different way. Like it kind of like here's your like spoonful of sugar to make the medicine go down. Of like this is gonna be okay because Archie's here. <laughs> he's like therapeutic for this for this moment. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Luke, like, Luke just, and R two have him. And he's gonna be fine. It made it like, just oh, a God, little bit to be lighter. And and we did get that that Din said, I'm gonna see you again or we'll see each other again, I promise. Uh and Luke said I I'll defend it with my wife. So Well like <laughs> that that also that's like the same thing that Anakin said to his mom. Yeah. So did he say I promise? Yeah, he yeah. says, I will come back and free you. I promise. Oh, right. So and he was I don't from doing that. And mm-hmm. the whole time. Yeah. And it was too late. So, yeah. So, I, the question really, one of the questions, the question, one of the, one of the questions. Is, yeah, one of them. Is, <laughs> There's too many. Is, is this, it, it's hard for me to, okay, so the way the episode ends, like, Baby Yoda's with Luke now. So, unless you're going to bring Luke back. Yeah. How does he get back in the story? I line? think the Din Grogu story is closed permanently. Mm-hmm. I mean, Disney is like if you're going meta, like Disney is saying like the story is more important than the merch. Like if if Baby Yoda does not appear in another Star Wars property in the next foreseeable future, we're like that's the direction we're going with the story, even though it's like commercially like because worse would be if it's overstated its welcome. Right. right. So mm-hmm. like that's a worse that's a worse play. So it is it's like preserved perfectly. Like he's lionized now. It's like it's just this perfect story happened and it is what it is and you don't need to keep it going forever. It's like high school's four years. If high school's eight years, it right. loses its luster, right? So it's but like, for, it's, it but for it the sake of storytelling, that's this is my my question is right. So that beg we want to like wait, okay, so did we just watch Grogu get taken away to eventually be slaughtered by Kylo Ren and the Jedi Temple? Like, is that what happens to him? I, mean, I hope that they do like, like answer that, but I don't right. necessarily need to see it unfold. Mm-hmm. I guess. I I I I I feel like because he's so such a marketing boon mm-hmm. for Disney, and because there's still legitimate storytelling that can be told, yeah. I think we could get him back. I think Ahsoka and Luke. And Grogu will cross paths. That could be right. Ahsoka and show. like, and we'll, so we'll see him uh, uh, sporadically or, throughout the series of shows. I think in enough, like enough of a dose where it's like, oh my gosh, he's back, and oh, it's good to see him again. And then, but it's not like he's not moving anywhere. Yeah, he's not there for eight just, years of your life. This is just know? one of many things that I was like, what <laughs> I was saying at the beginning is so like Disney just like yeah has just pulled us into uh, <laughs> a very yeah you'll be subscribed to Disney Plus for five years. We guarantee or, it. <laughs> Or they could bring the Jedi back in the um, Rangers of the New Republic, and they might have to go to like a set planet, and they need yeah, help. So and the, then the, like you'll you'll like, see Grogu with with yeah. young Ben in the yeah, background somewhere, we'll, we'll probably see some, something ben. like that. Like the, so. this, this the way they did mm-hmm. this completely 
perfectly sets the stage for this entire like ensemble of shows they have going up. Like it's a completely open universe. Yeah. Um, it's which it's is pretty cool. Very very good. Because they do have that like thirty year gap, you know. And they and they, they have can fully flush out now. And I think all of this addresses the big gripe that everybody had about the sequel trilogy not having a plan, mm-hmm. not having it <laughs> constructed correctly, which. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure that's a legitimate yeah, thing. Even though, fair. even though I do think, I do think that there were also some things that happened that were beyond their control. Like most explicitly, Carrie Fisher dying. I yeah. think right. That, that was something that no one could. Like Colin Trevorrow maybe wasn't up to the task. Yeah. Well, and I think they this that uh, after what happened with uh, with Ryan Johnson, they were like, <laughs> but um, anyway, so. We get the end, like he walks off. We get the he's that perfect framing of Luke, R2, and Grogu, and then the thing just and it's practically the same elevator from the throne room in in, in, in Vesta. Yeah, like it looks the same. Right. Mm-hmm. It makes sense because it's imperial, but right. like, it's just like a nice. So just when you think it's over, <laughs> yeah, you told me it's post credit scene, which I would, might not have thought, but uh, yeah, so then yeah, you get to see all that slay. When I saw the Twin Suns initially, mm-hmm. I think it was, I mean, like, yeah. when I saw the Twin Suns, I was like, Why are we my yeah, first tattooing. thought was Obi-Wan. Oh, oh Obi-Wan really? Or like, n- not, not in the sense, because Obi-Wan's dead. In the, it, I was yeah. thinking, I was thinking initially, this is like some like teeny tiny sneak peek thing, some kind of teaser for the Obi-Wan show. Mm-hmm. When they show Jabba's palace, I was totally like, "What? Jabba's, Jabba's palace? How does this fit yeah. into any of this?" And when they when they showed, I thought it was hilarious that Bib Fortuna was like getting all yeah. fat. Whoever <laughs> <laughs> sits on that thing is going to get fat. That was so full of fat now. That was so <laughs> funny. I thought that that yeah. was. So, six six years later, like yeah, I mean, of course he does. Like it doesn't make. It, I would have never predicted that, but it makes so much sense, right? Like of course he would come and claim that power vacuum, like come back and like because he had all his connections. He worked for Bubble, for for uh, God of the Hutt. Like, so here's here's sense. but here's my first first thing going back. Okay, so Bennett comes in, and I think the first thing that was significant was, um, it might not sound significant, but was that she frees that. Twi'lek that was mm-hmm. chained yeah. to the throne, so that was interesting to me because it's it means this isn't going to be like Java's reign. Yeah, that's true. Because he's like, no, 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 we're not having not you know, we're not doing the slave girl thing. Um, and Boba Fett doesn't kill anyone. Oh, except for like yeah. he he just walks in, <laughs> takes out the mm-hmm. leader, right? But um. I thought it was hilarious that he was fat. I thought it was interesting that they freed the slave girl. Um, and the 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 way that he just everything about the the way that he like shoots him and then walks up there she grabs and, up the and throws him off. Yeah, <laughs> just like yanks his body off the throne. Yeah, and then I like I guess like Spotchka is the new blue milk. Yeah. I guess yeah, it just keeps popping up. Like um, maybe it's like an alcoholic blue milk. Like in so, universe, yeah. it makes no sense mm-hmm. that like like you walk in into like a mostly empty palace, kill the guy, and then you sit on the throne and your girlfriend like sits next to you and you're like staring at nothing for how long? Like, you're like okay, maybe he's just like no, admiring the like. The, I can get used to this. They that <laughs> from the moment that Boba Fett shoots him, 
and swaggers up there and throws him off. And the mm-hmm. way he sits yeah, down, like, and the way it was just like <laughs> and there's, there's some the book of Boba Fett coming twenty twenty one, and, and I'm like, oh my god, and of I think course. And this so much there are so many, there are so many. Um, it fits perfectly in yeah. the con- the whole concept, mm-hmm. the storyline of this vacuum, right? Like yeah. the Empire falls, job is gone, and then now there's these vacuums of power, right? So the mm-hmm. New Republic is struggling to get. Getting mm-hmm. control, the Empire slash First Order is scrambling Could to recover. Could the new like cartel be the new mm-hmm. at least in the Outer Rim, right? And, and then you have the Mandalorians because the Outer Rim was always controlled by the Hutts, basically. And like even the Empire was that no, the Empire like struck up deal, I guess, with the with the Hutts to be like let's just like not even invade each other's space or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like you could try to do the same thing. Like, look, I'm going to run the Outer Rim. You Republic folks on the Inner Rim, or whatever, or the core. Well, it puts yeah. him. It puts him in because the. I guess, I mean, at least from what I can say, like the New Republic is trying to expand mm-hmm. you know, their yeah. influence. Or he's trying to build like a power base to like, yeah, I do want to be the, I want to take over Mandalore. Like, I want to be, I want to be a Mandalorian. And then he's like, I never said I was, but maybe he does think he is. You know what I mean? Well, like, I think, said, I, I think that, I was, yeah, put some, put some, puts him on a pedestal now that could lead him to be a pretty big villain. Well, but here's the so, thing. Like, here's the thing. Not even like a, like, the, mm-hmm. the new way they're doing it is like that. Not everyone's a clear villain or hero. So yeah, like, right. Their own motivations for their own things, and like he's not going bad. Boba Fett in this thing. season was not a villain, right? He's not a hero. Mm-hmm. He's just well, he was a man making his he was, but he was definitely. He had I mean, code very tall. Yeah, and he, but like, so Boba Fett prior. Okay, so Boba Fett just Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Nothing good about him. Yeah, he's he's, he's a 100%. You know, like I mean, the whole no disintegrate. Like you know, he's yeah, he's, he's known for just like, like being fully fully a bad guy. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. nothing good about him. And then, and I'm I think it was well done. Like and then from the moment that he he is revealed at the end of the first episode, there's a sympathy factor. Like he's all by himself. He doesn't yeah. have his armor. Yeah. He's standing out there with mm-hmm. his scarred up face, you know, in the middle of the desert. Like, I'm a survivor. Yeah. And and like, then, what is what's driving? Like, what is he all what is he all to do now? We don't know. Yeah. And we finally now know that what is is he making some kind of play for all Right. Or is it just purely for like criminal purposes? Or mm-hmm. and like I said, I think it's significant yeah, that like they made a point of her shooting that chain. Yeah. And freeing that slave, which I think was a, it says they didn't have to put that in there, yeah. right? Like it was like their way of saying like this is this is gonna be a little bit different, like right? Let's think about like the mm-hmm. whole point of a like if you have a hut or a criminal smuggling empire, smuggling exists because there's contraband goods, which means like some government authority says that these goods at these prices or these goods period are illegal and trade like there's restrictions on trade, and smuggling is the natural way that. In, right. in the economics that like supply will meet demand one way or the other mm-hmm. and then smuggling happens when you have artificial whatevers so it's like is the new republic going to be like oh the empire had all these price controls and we're just going to be like oh everyone can just charge whatever they want or is it like no the empire or the new republic's going to say oh like we're going to keep the bureaucracy we're going to keep the taxes blah 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 and he's going to be like nah you know or is it like is it going to be like a laissez-faire or free market uh, well, I think utopia, the, and then they don't need a smuggling operation anymore because nothing's illegal anymore. Right? I think like, this is going to be the bigger, the 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 more central thing here is that he's 
assuming that this is a, a show that's going to go forward with him, which I'm assuming mm-hmm. that it is. Um, I don't necessarily need to know the details about the Sarlacc pit survival story, but the is that he's if he functions as a high rank, you know, like mm-hmm. high profile influential crime lord, but he has still this this connection to Din yep. and Bo Katan mm-hmm. and Lou, like well, and not so much Lou, but like, Rodu, mm-hmm. like he's he's he exists in the universe differently now, right? Like he's a part of this larger story and his, so like, maybe he's like, right. Like he's, he's nefarious. He's a gangster, but they're going to need his help. Like, yeah. (laughs) Right. Right. Like, and he's going to be helpful. Whereas Jabba, Jabba wasn't, Jabba was not to pay him. Yeah. Yeah. He he wasn't, he wasn't uh, interested in, in any, you know, of that, like, but so I guess the the maybe the biggest and last question, and maybe we'll get the answer someday soon, or maybe not at all, is whether or not Book of Boba Fett is season three of The Mandalorian, yeah, or that's why I think it is. these are happening. Yeah, yeah. Told, <laughs> otherwise, that's why I'm, I, I strongly believe it. Kevin Kennedy wanted it because like the next chapter will premiere in December twenty twenty one, and it, there wasn't. It said The Mandalorian up there. But I think it's the Mandalorian season three, colon, the book, the book, book of Boba Fett, mm-hmm. and it starts over chapter one of that story. So does that? So, and this we could do a whole podcast. And they can still have just this it, question. Still have over time, and we'll let them focus on Boba Fett and not focus on Boba Fett. We might still be involved in that, not in every episode necessarily. That would be. I can't mm-hmm. think of any other. That would be a very unorthodox way to handle. A show and a storyline. Yeah, no, because but, every other mm-hmm. show runs. They run their course too long. Like they don't tell a discrete story and call it call it while they're ahead. And like they always make it go one season too long. You know, mm-hmm. like they can control the narrative 100 with these like discrete. They don't have to telegraph ahead of time. This is going to be a 16 episode arc. It's just like like Clone Wars had all these, these arcs. Like there's a meta arc, but like it had these mini arcs within it, mm-hmm. spanning seasons and stuff. And it's all under this umbrella. And like they're going to be a little more split off from that than like one giant seven season epic thing. So then so but then I wouldn't be upset with that, honestly. Like if, if Din Djarin's story is continued in a background to Boba Fett's main story as the Mandalorian, um like I think that's the only you know? way that that can work. I think yeah, it I I, I don't they didn't the way they ended this season left too many in my mind anyway. Like mm-hmm. for 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 that for those people to just be on that bridge, yeah. Luke walks out and then we just close the curtain on those characters and that story permanently? No, I think that continues, but not with Din Djarin as the lead, as the focal point of the story. It's Boba Fett as the focal point. Din Djarin's involved, I think, and we'll see him again. Like, so it's, it's like so they're going to keep, they're gonna like, keep they're telling gonna keep the story? different perspectives of all these people for many seasons of many different shows. So they keep telling the story with yeah. Boba Fett. Yeah, like it's like a as, pantheon. It's like a pantheon mm-hmm. ensemble, and each, like, each person gets their spotlight or whatever mm. in different shows and it's like this universe so i, but I so, cool. so i never would have seen that coming Mm-mm. and yeah. i don't but it works for tv it works for the, like it i don't I, I, i'll be very that, i will be very okay so so like let's just say for the sake of the conversation that that is that this is the next season is going to be a whole season Mostly where boba fett, boba fett is mm-hmm. 
is the new main character. The, the main the character. Top of the building. What story are they going to tell? What story is there to tell there? Would Bad Batch weave in in any way to it as a setup? No. Yeah. So I don't know. I like, what, that's both a blessing and a curse because they can do whatever they want, but it's also like, what are they going to do? But then again, Mandalorian was like, oh, it's like a bounty hunter and post. A storyline about oh. Boba Fett rising to power in the criminal underworld? Yeah, maybe. We've always wanted the dark, seedy side of the universe and the galaxy. I was, and well, I was hoping. In, like, I wanted that to happen story. when there was still like Coruscant. Yeah. And no, but they, I'm saying like the, Boba Fett, the book of Boba Fett doesn't have to just be from this point onwards. Like, you can literally be everything you've ever wanted to see and hear about Boba Fett can be shown in the Boba Fett segment of the show. I'm so mm -hmm. my initial my you, initial like what happened after what, what happened after clones that we don't see and like what some of his best like missions like we, we bring, oh, let's go get Dengar let's go get like all these all these, like that little lizard guy you know like all these other bounty hunters we can all see them again. <laughs> yeah. I I, yeah. I I feel like I feel like like <laughs> for me what I always thought about when people talked about a Boba Fett show or a Boba Fett movie or a Boba Fett mm -hmm. anything we would have been going back. Yeah. Boba Fett in his prime. Yeah, like a film noir style. As a, as a bounty hunter yeah. like no other. Mm -hmm. I never was looking for or anticipating. Or like thinking. in the chaos of the fallout of the, of the Clone Wars. Like in between like the, Empire, the Empire kind of really rises up. And it's like, take, like full on. Like, somewhere you know, between, yeah, like somewhere between when we first it. see him in Empire Strikes Back. Because oh, yeah, yeah. that that was and yeah. and the way an attack of the clones when when Jango's killed and Boba's left hanging I mean that's a story begging to be told which is I think it, it is it told a little bit in the comics there. too like like there's where the story yeah. is like I never was looking for like yeah. old man saying, old man Boba Fett, Fett coming out of the Sarlacc pit from birth to death and we did get his death too like we did. But that, I guess we're going into this episode where I thought, like, oh, but Boba Fett might die, like, heroically saving Boba Fett. Right. And that added, obviously, it wasn't because mm -hmm. they have this plan of, like, a show. <laughs> I, yeah. My initial, my initial reaction when I saw that was, oh, an, a second show. Yeah, no. Mine was, like, no, that's Mandalorian Season 3. Is the book of Boba Fett. That's my, that was my first thought. So we'll see. We'll have to I'm dying to find out what that. You have to resolve this. On the, on the, I would personally prefer. I mean, I'm selfish, so like, give me two shows. Yeah, I don't know. But I just don't see that happening. happening. I don't see that happening. Because my other thought is that the book of Boba Fett could be a, like a four episode miniseries, and then week five of that is Mandalorian season three premiere on the Christmas Day twenty one, and it takes it takes us through January. So like, they could piggyback them and weave them together, yeah. and they're not parallel; they're just like sequential. I don't know how I feel about parallel shows. Like I think it's inevitable. I prefer to like have like sequential. Like there's always Star Wars going on all year round, basically. But it's never like more than one at a time. So it's like, oh, we watch Mandalorian, and then we watch Ahsoka season one, and then we watch Mandalorian season four, and then we watch, you know, this 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 like sequential, and it's like year round Star Wars content mm -hmm. constantly on Disney Plus versus like. Here's all this stuff you got. Like you have to watch these three different shows at the same time, and they're all connected and relating to each other. And if you miss, like, you're gonna have to keep up with all this content. That's probably more commercially viable. <laughs> all right, I don't know. it keeps you subscribed, but like, parallel keeps you most engaged and discussing like the vibe, the hype around that. Like all these like Star Wars YouTubers, like, we have a really hard time like keeping content out to keep like three storylines going. Well then, like then content. it would it was like overload at that point. It That's would, why I think sequential makes more the most business and narrative sense. 
I, I think that I think that that's where it's so it gets very hard to even because so <laughs> we're already told specifically that the Rangers of the of the New Republic is told in the Mandalorian storyline in the timeline of yeah. the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure exactly what that means specifically, but yeah. it's it's a story that's going to be told in that timeline. And I, I got to think that that's going to be connected. The book of Boba Fett launches the, the Rangers of the New Republic. Like, there's like a backdoor pilot to Rangers of the New Republic in the Boba Fett show. There's mm-hmm. like a so you could say Ahsoka's first appearance is the backdoor pilot to the Ahsoka show. Because she'll do that with all. Like, this is this is this is where this is where. Right now we're yeah, firmly, we're, we're, we're firmly in speculation territory, mm-hmm. but it's, it's and fun. that's what's so brilliant. They have yeah. created like, they just like mm-hmm. created a speculation like yeah, I, well, I don't know what the and not like, in a frustrating like, way like season what was it, season six of Walking Dead where it's like who did you need to kill you know like where you're just mad the whole summer <laughs> like this is like oh this is so fun to think about like what could be when you're not like oh, mad yeah. at the people for like leaving you hanging it's like. It's like, what are they going to do? Like, what was why oh, totally? It's not I'm, like I'm not upset how does at all. This point plot get resolved. It's like, what's the plot going to be? And not I'm like a like I'm nervous about what the plot's going to be. It's like I can't wait to see what right what they're going right, to do with yeah, it. I mean, it's it's very do. ambitious. <laughs> a nice end of the year of a crazy mm-hmm. year. very oh ambitious. yeah. The future of Star Wars is very bright. Which I would a year ago I would have been like, I would I, a year ago I was like the Mandalorian is the only thing like. Is the life support of Star Wars right now because of the rise of Skywalker? What happened do, with that? Do you guys think that this is my other background question? Is so? I mean, we were told right, Rise of Skywalker comes out, and we're we're told this is the end of the Skywalker saga. Um, this is the end of the storytelling of the way we basic the most. The way that we most know Star Wars, which is movies yeah. about the Skywalker saga, and that's over. And they told us it was over before the Mandalorian ever, mm-hmm. well, or when the Mandalorian started. So we knew that we were in territory where we weren't sure, like, well, okay, so what is Star Wars now going forward? And and we had the Mandalorian, and we knew that, like, you know, we know from just paying attention to media and and culture now that tv and streaming platforms have even you could say have have hijacked movies mm-hmm. to some degree and i yeah and then, well and that's so like like who's planning to make theatrical releases anytime soon well was that it's a risk it's a huge risk to what degree was i mean because like now like i've heard some people many people say and i would say i'm in this category like now the movie announcements are like, oh, well, there's a movie too. Yeah. Oh, cool. I mean, our, your, I like your screen and your soundbar, like your setup is, and your comp. Like, I would much prefer. I've always preferred to watch things at home. Like, I don't even want to go to the movie theater anymore. I I do. Home experience. Star so Wars to me though is the one thing. That's true. Yeah. That I want that Buy movie going experience. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Plus, I, uh, I want that. But mm-hmm. but the, the, our next chance is gonna be that Rogue Squadron, which is apparently like post sequel. Era. So like that's the next theatrical thing coming out. That's like three or four years. Post sequel. That's what it. It has to be because it's the X Men. It's not the. They're not X Men. We know it's totally. So if it is that that and it's like and that makes me game. so not even excited about. That. I know, and it's like three years away at least. Like, What's the post sequel trilogy, post sequel era story about pilots about? Hey, here's what that article said. I'll pull it. 
says Obi-Wan Akawai Rogue Squadron. The next Star Wars feature set for the big screen will make history as the first in the franchise to be helmed by a female director. Patty Jenkins of Wonder Woman will usher in a, quote, future era of the galaxy with Rogue Squadron, introducing a new generation of starfighter pilots as they earn their wings. And that is Poe's X-Wing, or at least that model. Like, it is not the X-Wing. Yeah, that is the uh, T-70. Yeah, with the split engines on the wings. So, so if, that if is, that's me, the that's case, era, either right before sequels or right after sequels. I think era. it's more likely to be in the pre-sequel era. Yeah. Like when the resistance is like it could be pole, like a pole or something. Yeah. So, the idea of putting something post uh, yeah, post like, Rise of Skywalker to yeah, outside of outside, outside of the uh, Lego holiday special. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean like post post Rise of Skywalker, <laughs> then you'd have to start creating a whole nother yeah. storyline. <laughs> But uh, I, I think I think Rogue Squadron is actually sequel era, pre pre sequel era, but closer to that. Closer to Force and, Awakens. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, right. Or in the middle of all that. But, that makes sense to me. Which might be okay, especially especially if they lead up to it and build up to it and like set the stage for that show, which they mm-hmm. probably would be with all this. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited about the acolyte actually. Because if they're going to use the acolyte to tell like Darth Bane's story, but set in a different time, that'd be cool. So that I, that's a whole another conversation because mm-hmm. the High Republic stuff is all yeah, yeah. on the horizon. Books, apparently, the books are everything. good. Like the Star Wars Explained guy says he likes them a lot, mm-hmm. so I trust his opinion. And it's coming out next month, I think. That's a whole another can of worms that I will not open. <laughs> so. But yeah, books are just not as engaging with like a mass audience as it is. Oh no, it's gonna be so it's gonna be like this like side market. Okay. Alrighty, that will do us today for the um the last uh Mando meetings uh for season two. Um I can safely say that I had fun doing this. Um, I didn't think that something like this would happen. Um, and I'm, and I, I actually told this to uh, um, Jake, Jacob after we got done uh, with this one, is that 10 years ago, if you asked me what I was probably going to do, I was thinking that I would probably uh, just watch the six Star Wars movies that we had and just do it alone. <laughs> um, but I am happy to say that uh, 10 years later, I'm watching new Star Wars with new people that I've met in the last decade, minus my roommate Jacob. And yeah, I couldn't I couldn't ask for more. And uh, all I can say is to uh, the, to my roommate Jacob and to uh, David and to the other other Jacob that uh, we had on here with us as well. And and to uh, Aaron and Sean, thank you so much for uh, doing this with me. I am I. This is probably the best that I've had it in in ten years, mm-hmm. and uh, and we're looking forward to doing similar things in the future with Trend Trend Report. Um, what, what that is, we don't know. Uh, and and for Trend Trend Report as a whole. We're going to be taking a short break during the uh, January, February, and possibly March uh, area because we're going to head back to the drawing board 
and throw a bunch of ideas and see where and see which ones we like and what we don't like and what's worked with our channel and what hasn't and just push forward and and make this like one of the coolest Star Wars shows ever. <laughs> I, I know that's a little ambitious. That's a very ambitious claim on my end, but it is something that I want to try to reach for. And uh, and for those who have listened to the show, and like dur- even especially during this pandemic, um, all I can just say is thank you so much. Uh, it's me. It meant a lot. And uh, in definitely in a time where things were just, it's it's a very lonely time. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. I'm a lonely person in general, and I'm saying <laughs> that it's a lonely. Uh, it's a very lonely lonely time. Yeah. Yeah. So. At first, I was like, "Yay, no, no, I'm going outside, no problem." I remember. I remember the. I remember the first. Uh, I remember we did we did a, a podcast. We hadn't done one for a while, and then we picked it up and did one again. And right like that week or that weekend. Yeah, that was like the that the, the shutdown happened. And that you was you were going to lose your job, and I was stuck at home. Yes, I that was the we were like we're all going to die. That that was the worst ep- uh, In my opinion, that was the worst trench run episode. I didn't want to do it. I just <laughs> felt like I was going through. Through, uh, like, I was like, dude, and like, and plus the ch- uh, chat, the episode yeah. of that trench run was called Now What? Yeah, well, and it was intentionally for Star Wars, Star Wars, but it was happening to yeah. us at the same it time. Right. No, except how everything's on hold. Yeah. Right. And we were just like hanging ourselves on. <laughs> November or October yeah. in El Mandalorian. <laughs> there you so, go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and also to uh, the three guests that were on our on our show this year, uh, Ben Ben Hart from uh, Star Wars Underworld, uh, McKenna Fellows, who's cosplayed as Ahsoka and had partaken in a lot of uh, events for Lucasfilm. And uh, Nikki Kumar from Imperial Senate. That was actually one of my favorite uh, trench run episodes, uh, even even to this day. Uh, and we're hope we're hoping to bring in a lot a lot more guests onto the show as well. Um, there we're st- we're actually still in the talk uh, for a couple others, but I don't, but again we're going back to the drawing board. We're going to see. Uh, where we want to take uh, trench run as far as the future goes, because there there are a lot of ideas and there are a lot of things that are kind of putting that on hold as well. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll just see. And uh, and again, thanks for listening. Um, if you would like and uh, help support the show, you can uh, uh, like like subscribe and uh, find us on. Uh, now, now we're actually on Spotify, so we're trying to, um, like, gun ho with telling the world that we're on Spotify now, because apparently that's where it's most people are. Uh, yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> so, yeah, you can also find us on uh, Apple Podcast, iTunes, and all that kind of stuff. 
And uh, on our social media, media platforms, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, and plus, uh, I, I know I'm going to probably toot my horn a little bit too early on this, but we are um, there's an idea about uh, us doing Twitch and uh, Discord, but I think we need to uh, get do our homework a little bit before we even like, get to those uh, uh, platforms yet. So uh, you can find us at Trench Run Report on Twitter and Instagram. Um, if you want to follow us individually, um, you can follow uh, Aaron on Twitter and Instagram at Bro Russo. And you can follow myself at BootsFet1 uh, on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I don't know. And Sean's okay with I don't really know. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't generate content. <laughs> so, <laughs> neither do I. Don't do much so, um, and that will be it for uh, Trench Run this year. Um, and uh, as always, uh, be safe out there, and thanks for having fun with us, and uh, may the force be with you. Always. <laughs>